0: What's up, everybody? It's Adam. Welcome back to the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute. Today is Monday, September 18th, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about two cards that PSA graded that they've been promoting on their social medias. Welcome to Hobby News Daily, your source for sports news, collectibles, and all items hobby-related. Follow on all podcast platforms or on HobbyNewsDaily.com, along with all your favorite writers and content creators. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's show. Honestly, at this point, we probably have realized that PSA is the top of the top when it comes to grading. You know, they their, their slabs get the most amount if you're trying to sell them. Um, I mean, even I honestly, I think even their pricing has gotten to a point where it's like, it's affordable to get cards graded by PSA. Nowadays, I mean, I just got like a bunch of cards graded at the National, and they're actually being shipped back in the next like week or so, which the National, I mean, sure, it was probably like, it was like a month ago, but it's still, it's like the amount of time it took to grade all the cards, you know, it used to be months and months and months you would wait, and now, you know, So that's also good. But then there's social media. Also, one of their best... Attributes when it comes to grading, in my opinion, because they give out so much information on social media. They make some pretty good content, in my opinion. Um, like, and so th- basically the two cards I'm gonna talk about that were graded by PSA. So there was the one of one uh Caitlin Clark Super Fractor Autograph that came out of this year's uh Bowman basketball for Bowman U Basketball, which this is her first Bowman, and it's a licensed card. So this will, you know, depending on how well she does. This could be her biggest card, and I think the one thing that's different between male and female athletes is, like, this card for her, there aren't going to be a ton of other cards, really, like, even with WNBA, for any of their products, for example, like, the, like, Panini, and I'm not 100% sure if WNBA falls under the NBA licensing agreement, because I know that they are partnering entities, but I don't know if, like, so if now that Tops and Fanatics are getting the NBA, if they're also going to get the WNBA, either way, Panini has only really started making... Women's basketball cards like more than they had, like in 2020, like Sabrina Ionoscu, 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 Ionoscu. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I always mispronounce it on the podcast and whenever I'm saying it, but I, I think you probably know who I'm talking about. I, her, her name is very unique and it's, I think it's close enough. Sorry to her. I will actually get the pronunciation right in the future episodes. I'll, 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 I'll say that. But so they made Prism her year, the first year, uh, and I believe that would have been 2020. And since then, they made, I think, 2021 Prism, and then I think they made 2022. And I believe that they came out with an optic product... But like I said, there just isn't a lot of women's products. So like for Caitlin Clark, this first Bowman card is going to, like if she goes on to be as good as many people think she is, this is going to be a monster card for her. This is going to be one of her biggest cards. Any, any of the cards coming out of that product I think are going to be really, really big cards and really desirable cards that we're going to see in the future. And it's totally different. Like when I was looking into women's basketball cards like way back in the day, like I was looking into Becky Hammond who's a coach who almost became—she's she's the coach for the Vegas WNBA team. She almost—she was an assistant for the San Antonio Spurs, so there was a chance that she was going to become the first female coach in the NBA. I still think she's probably the closest to doing that, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know of any other uh, women coaches that are really— that have been in the system that would would translate over there as, you know, like I said, but whatever. So, like, I was looking into, I think it was, like, Fleer Ultra from, like, 2003. Like, again, not that many cards, so it's kind of easy to find a card that's her earliest. Uh, but either way, so Caitlin Clark. And then the other card is the one-of-one one, uh, Victor Wembanyama draft autograph. Uh, that was also graded by PSA. And that's another card where... It's, it's It was – well, technically print-on-demand, but it was the one-of-one one from that print-on-demand set, one-of-one one autograph, for example. So I still also think like that one-of-one one super fractor from actually the same set, which is kind of interesting. Both of those athletes, if they go on to be as good as people think that they're going to be, they have cards coming out of that same set. So Wimbanyana has a card coming out of 20, uh, 2022, 2023, Bowman Chrome U, which the autographs were all redemption, so I'm not 100% sure – I think the autographs are all live. Like, I'm pretty sure he signed all the autographs. So if you get your Redemptions, you can send them in, I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen the one-of-one Superfactor autograph pulled for Wembenyani yet. I believe I did see a couple months ago the one-of-one non-Superfactor super the non-autograph. I'm pretty sure I did see that one pulled. And, like I said, PSA is using these cards being graded as marketing opportunities, which I think is really smart if you are a... If you're a hobby company, um, you know, trying to do successful marketing, I think, you know, showing the card in the slab is really like one of the best ways for marketing, which I've, I've talked about this in the past too. And this is a little bit off tangent, but it is about marketing. It's kind of marketing. The sports card industry is like, it's got to be one of the only industries that has given so much free advertising to the companies that do it. Like, sure, maybe you could say, like, the sneaker industry, maybe, potentially, but, like, um... Like, every single day, they're getting millions and Every single day, sports card and hobby companies are getting millions and millions and millions and millions of impressions for free because people are posting their cards on Instagram, they're talking about cards on Twitter, they're making YouTube videos talking about cards, so it's, like, Panini and Topps and PSA and SGC and BGS. They're getting so much free advertising. It's actually really insane, if I'm gonna be completely honest, and it's really, like... A testament? I I don't know. I'm not sure what it says about our industry. But it is just interesting to see that... Our industry is really has really changed the marketing for these companies pretty significantly. Like, and oh, and Breakers, I think that's another perfect example. I mean, sure, they're making money from, you know, trying to sell their products, but, like, that's just marketing. Like, people who make videos, that's just marketing. It's all just free marketing for these companies, which I think is very interesting. But I also think that PSA, out of any of the other companies, does a really good job. I think SGC is definitely number two in that category of, like, uh, hobby companies that do – good marketing, showing their products and showing like the use case for their products, which grading cards is maybe not exactly a use case per se. But I think like PSA does a great job when they get one of those big cards. You know, when they got the uh, Jason Dominguez Fractor one of one, they did marketing around that. They do marketing around all these big cards. And I just think that I guess I would maybe like to see Beckett do a little bit better of a job. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I mean, Every RP, they're getting a lot of RPA, so it's like, you know, they should do the one-of-one one RPA, but, and I, and I don't know, maybe it's PSA doing something where, too, like, their grades are going to be a little bit higher in some cases than Beckett, potentially. I don't know about SGC in terms of how hard they grade, but, like, PSA may also be looking at it and saying, well, we know that these cards are getting high grades, so that's why we're also going to promote that these huge monster cards are coming in. We're grading them. They're getting good grades. I don't know if that's a if that's a testament to people sending in good cards and cards being making better quality or if it's like a detriment to PSA maybe grading a little bit easier so that way they can get a little bit more publicity on some of these cards I think you know if I if I'm being honest I think these cards I think there are definitely certainly scenarios where people that are people are submitting these big cards and the people at PSA know who these people are and I don't know if they're getting preferential treatment on some of the grades, but I would, say, I would say it's not a 0% chance. I don't know what the percentage chance is. I would say it's definitely going on. I don't know what the percentage chance would be. And I don't even really even know how to fix it, to be honest. And that's not really that's something for this episode, for it's fixed grading, I guess. But uh, this was kind of the whole point, which is that I think PSA does really good marketing. And these two cards from these two superstars, if they go on to be great, could be some pretty monster cards that are in PSA slabs. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Hobby News Daily. Also, if you enjoy the show, please, we are asking our listeners to go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify and leave us a review that's really going to help us grow the podcast and kind of help us just grow in general. Also, make sure to check back to HobbyNewsDaily.com. Because our updates on the website are happening on a weekly basis, we also have new articles that are going up every single day.